DDG, episode 103. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? We're starting a little later than usual, uh, but that's partly me and then partly uh, you got yeah. busy as well. <laughs> but we're, we're live on Twitch. We made it. We're on Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. Twitch.tv slash, yeah. Twitch.tv slash Digital Days Gaming, where you can watch us live or on demand. Uh, as well as uh, other sh- other uh, episodes are on demand for about two weeks back, and then if if um, we do if we do a good enough job, mostly if Michael remembers because I don't remember at all, we try to post those shows to YouTube. Um, so that's the YouTube.com/slash/DigitalDaysGaming. Those links are in the show notes. You can check those out. Um, like Michael said, we're a weekly podcast that posts every Thursday on podcast services, uh, 6 a.m. Eastern time. If you can leave us a review, that's super helpful. Sharing the show is also tremendously helpful um supporting us in any way that you can whether it's reviewing or sharing or twitch subbing or just subbing or buying a t-shirt or on patreon any of those things is awesome and appreciated um and just great so you can if you need some hoodies as we're getting into the fall um we have those on teesprings i've got one i'll tweet some pictures about that later um but uh other than that we are going to uh get into the news a little bit of a lighter news week yeah, pretty pretty light week, which is understandable. I think right now, game industry is probably finalizing what's going to be included in the Game Awards and what is not going to be included in the Game Awards. So that's going to determine how the news breaks out over the next couple of weeks because what uh, Game Awards don't have, you know, if, if a game company doesn't get included in Game Awards, they'll probably just do their own thing or just hold out until like gdc which is usually in march what happened to tgs <laughs> it happened i believe okay i'm pretty so sure like... it happened but it was just a digital event so it wasn't yeah like anything really happened as far as i know uh but tgs has always been kind of it felt like downscaling the last couple years yeah um, not necessarily towards western or to us yeah um you know like there's definitely there's there's a lot of people that get excited about some stuff in tgs and you can usually take like if they do like 10 or 12 announcements there's usually like two or three that are relevant to us mm-hmm. um yeah well especially as stuff becomes more global that tgs just isn't the platform if you're going to do like worldwide games you're going to hold that back i think mostly mm-hmm. the came out of tgs was just the final fantasy that that weird final yeah, fantasy was, game yeah. and then the final fantasy 14 stuff mm-hmm. i believe was during uh tgs uh but right now we're just kind of waiting to the game awards and then microsoft has their 20th anniversary stream which as far as i know november 15th i believe so but they already yeah. said don't expect new game announcements but the current rumor is they'll just announce more backwards compatibility uh mm-hmm. stuff there so i well, they came out over the weekend, and there was like a whole bunch of speculation and teasing about Fable, and then they came out and said, "Nope, sorry, yeah. if we gave off that impression, not good. No, that's not what we intended." So. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're at least getting in front of that now. Uh, so here's what we do have: uh, Nintendo. They had a direct last week for Animal Crossing, but before that, they did their big announcement for the expansion pack and. Whew, the expansion pack seems like a kind of a waste of money, uh, but we'll go over that right now. So uh, the expansion pack, which is coming soon, it is going to cost forty nine ninety nine a year. Uh, this is a $30 expansion pack, basically, because currently one year costs $20. So this is a $30 expansion. Uh, this includes an assortment of N64, Genesis, and uh, Sega Genesis games. And then also the $25 Animal Crossing DLC, which by itself, the Animal Crossing DLC seems like a 
super overpriced expansion to Animal Crossing based on what you're getting compared to like the free update that also is going to live uh, right. before this. Yep. So that is why it's $50. So you're getting some N64 games, some Genesis games, and a $25 Animal Crossing DLC, regardless if you play Animal Crossing. So there's no price yeah. adjustment at all for that. Uh, Nintendo- That's the first weird part to me is that the the Animal Crossing DLC cuz actually you saying it right now is like I just kind of like when I saw it I didn't really look super heavily into it. Um I know you'd put the tweet out and there was a little bit of conversation about the tweet. Um but I thought it was just like they were essentially giving you access to Animal Crossings. Like no. the whole game. Nope. Just DLC. <laughs> so and uh so that Nintendo did confirm later on to I believe Eurogamer that you do lose access to the DLC when you unsubscribe. Uh, so you'd have to buy it they did say your items that you unlock or created using the expansion those would still remain yours but like the actual access to the different areas or whatever that's in the dlc you lose that unless you buy the dlc or resubscribe but i i haven't played animal crossing in a while like the dlc looks okay but even that seems like a waste of money to throw onto this because like Mm -hmm. someone like you who doesn't play animal crossing at all you, you you should have no interest in this <laughs> you know and, and and i don't and i wonder how much this is weighing into the price like would this thing have been 39.99 without the animal crossing dlc 34.99 um and then also like this is kind of getting into the xbox game pass and ps plus standards of okay so you gave us a 25 dollars animal crossing dlc like this quarter like what are you giving us next quarter or what are you giving yeah, us next that- month you know like, is the next Zelda game, is their expansion going to be on? Yeah, or Hyrule Warriors DLC or something like that. Um, or a Smash DLC. Like, yeah. Like we've been talking about. Like, there's certain things of where you do this. Like, why is it Animal Crossing? Sure, it's one of your considered to be a marquee franchise, but it also got a pandemic bump, a huge pandemic bump. Um, like, massive pandemic bump. I like No disrespect to Animal Crossings, but the main reason that it did as well as it did is because people were stuck at home (laughs) yeah but like so if so is this animal crossing dlc just on this service forever to the end of time right uh do they swap it out for another dlc like do they add to it do they layer on more like yeah you know because like they were supposed to be the sega n64 library is supposed to be expanding over time correct yeah yeah just like the this ness and ness one did but it never right. had great expansions it was just like hey right. here's three games yeah. uh, added to it uh nothing retired luckily but when we get to yeah the so end- they've never retired anything so they're, again they're setting a precedent of okay this animal crossing is is here to stay now if i, I guess my you know cost advocate person thinking is if you are already own animal crossing um and you already own the online package at twenty dollars um a year and you have plans on buying Animal Crossing DLC, then this is a no brainer. It's five dollars. Yeah. It's but, five dollars. Yeah, but that's if this actually we haven't seen the upgrade path in terms of like, does it stack? Does it just convert? Right. Are you losing Yeah. Uh, but time. I'm just saying, like, if, yeah. if, 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 you know, if you already own Animal Crossings and you're paying to be online, you're paying $20 a year, and then you're going to buy the, the $25 DLC, then, you know, so it's, you know, $25 for the DLC, $20 for the online pass, $45, this thing is 50 bucks. For 5 bucks, you get 
you know, all the other stuff. The, but the only thing I would say to that is, say you already bought into the Nintendo Switch Online for the next two years. Are you really going to drop right. $50 for this to then get a $25 expansion and some N64 games? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Especially knowing that you might, you know, you're going to lose that stuff, you know, once you let it lapse. Like, I let, like, my, my uh, PlayStation Plus membership I have that like three years out because it's just one mm-hmm. of those scenes where it's like I don't see myself ever not needing it. And yeah, I, or you see it for twenty seven dollars when you got like the day after you got paid or something, and you're like, yeah. okay, cool, whatever. So. And like my Xbox, since I'm new to it, I'm I'm on the the all access thing, so I don't have to worry about that for two years. But my Nintendo one in the four years that console has been out, I've let that lapse several times. You don't uh, realize it's gone until you go to do something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they don't provide online games like Tetris right. Effect is the thing that got me to sign up last time. But then when I stopped playing Tetris Effect and my membership lapsed, I'm like, eh, whatever, because uh, I got to the point where I, I just let it do the three months every once in a while because I just forget about it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, shit, they charge me for three months uh, because uh, I turned yeah, that, off. That sucks. Or you're like, all right, I'll just let me just spend 10 bucks or whatever for three months. And I probably won't be playing Tetris in two months later. And I'll just let it lapse. You know, and, and then I'll like, pick it up again later. You know, like yeah. I get it. Yeah. And like for me, it would probably be a, something similar. I think the main feature that we like currently that we like right now at, at my house is the accessibility between the two consoles between because we have two separate switches but realistically we probably you know we, we i got the oled this week um but uh we're probably going to go down to one switch because now with like an xbox and a ps5 and a ps4 and a switch there's there it, there isn't i don't feel like there's gonna be massive situations where owen desperately wants to play um that when i'm playing or vice versa yeah at least on the switch so yeah and, and that's the thing like right now i'm not paying for nintendo online at least I don't mm-hmm. think I might be, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. But when I have like the three services where like I'm bought in on all access because I have no choice because I, you know, I bought it through all yeah, access. Yeah, but that's one of those things. Again, you you knew yeah. what you, it's like that. That I feel like that the Game Pass Ultimate or whatever was just a throw in with all access. You're like, all right, whatever. It's like two no, bucks no, more. Exactly. <laughs> and with the, the the PSN, like I'm bought in for the next year and a half until it expires and i'm gonna just keep looking for a deal because yeah. i don't and that's see our it. background that's yeah. our background that's our like that's where our friends are like that's where 90 mm-hmm. percent of my players are like that i play games with online is on playstation so and that getting ps plus and again same thing for my situation is ps plus my son with primary console for my primary on his and his primary on mine we share one ps plus account right now so yeah. like that's just another no-brainer like and you know but I'm, I'm going to be at one point, like, in the next year or so, where I will probably have to renew PS Plus, Xbox, Game Pass Ultimate, and Nintendo Switch Online around the same time, and the Nintendo Switch Online is not going to, you know... Yeah, unless unless the 64 and Sega library, like, expand massively. Yeah. But even then, even then, old game is old. Yeah, <laughs> especially, like, I think companies are, you know, like I was excited for like, oh, maybe they'll add Game Boy Advance games, which they're still going to do eventually based on like the mm-hmm. code that was found. But then you see like the work that Konami did and like the Castlevania collection for the Game Boy Advance games. And it's just like, shit, I'd rather play Game Boy Advance games like that, even though you pay a premium for that, than I would be them just putting the the ROMs like they do with the SNES and NES games. Like, Is I would- there a... Is there a point in time where you I didn't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry. It where you think that they need to start offering like one Switch title as part of the online subscription, like a relatively current thing? Like we just talked about last week about the numbers. Like at this point in time, like what does it hurt for them to offer Mario Kart? Um no, so 
I mean, they did that with Tetris Effect. We're they almost did... at the same cost of Xbox Live Gold yeah. and PS Plus. So I think that would be good. They've dabbled in it with Tetris Effect, and then there's like one or two other things that are, are like kind of included. Technically, Pokemon Unite, you need an online membership, so you might as well include Pokemon Unite in yeah. that conversation. Uh, I don't think Nintendo needs to do that. Would I like them to do that? Yes. But based on the sales we were talking about for their individual yeah. games now, and the fact that those games, people freak out when like Zelda goes for 40 because they're like, oh shit, it's mm-hmm. finally on sale. And it's like a four-year-old game because Nintendo's just conditioned the fan base to be like, our games are a premium experience. You will pay a premium price for it. So mm-hmm. I don't think they need to do it. I would like them to do it though. I would like them to release like splatoon one or two on the service because it's also an online game so it makes sense mm-hmm. if you're like hey you can experience this online yeah that's kind of like where i thought about mario kart yeah you know like like we're mario or mario party yeah um you know just uh or even given an older mario party at this point in time like kind of giving the players like you know some of the experience of you know i don't know i just think that society consumers are are, are accustomed to getting a device and paying for a subscription right now whether no matter what it is like twitch or amazon prime or netflix or hulu like the, they're all things of like hey i just bought this really really cool tv it's like 1100 and it's 4k and you know hdr like okay cool like oh i need to you know up re-up my hulu or my espn subscription <laughs> like, yeah it just kind of comes with the territory yeah i just think nintendo just right now they did just, they haven't even provided like a good enough baseline online service right now agreed yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and that's where i ultimately get frustrated i mean they just finally added bluetooth you know to, to their system uh, finally st- turned it on yeah they finally turned it on voice chat still requires you to use your phone you know yeah. like the- no and i and i agree 100 percent. and like and and i'm almost okay with like ps plus for me and xbox live which now is just wrapped in a like tight little box with game pass but um like i look at ps plus as 40 or 50 bucks just to play online a year that that, like uh, like oh the games are great like sure like whatever they offer as part of the games are great the sales are great but it costs me you know i'm giving you money to maintain your servers and for the most part other than a few hiccups but i can't really think of one recently um the ps plus or ps servers playstation servers have been fine yeah, uh, they they hit their usual thing, the same thing Xbox does, where like around the holidays they kind of go down, um, mm-hmm. and maybe you'll have a couple hour window. Yeah, but like I actually feel like I'm paying for an online service when I'm mm-hmm. using my PS5 and my Xbox, uh, just because you know what the party system works. You know, <laughs> all that stuff is fine as opposed to like on Nintendo, where I really pay twenty dollars a year to play Tetris Effect every once in a while, mm-hmm. which is just kind of crazy, because. Uh, I did. I just. I don't know. I, like I and I'm. Uh, my first console I owned with my own money is an N64. So I should be excited that N64 games are coming, but I'm just not. And then when they announced like the fifty dollar price tag, it was just like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was considering buying that fifty dollar wireless N64 controller just to have <laughs> it, but it's just like now I'm like, oh, even more. I'm not going to use it. Mm-hmm. And I think what bothers me the most about this whole thing is like. I don't give a shit about the Sega Genesis. Not that I don't love the Sega Genesis, but I've gotten these games in so many different collections already. 
mm-hmm. since like the PS2 era. I think that's when the Genesis collection started to come out. So I have a G- PS2 Genesis collection. I have a PS3 Genesis collection. I have the PS4 Genesis collection. There's been like the mini uh, Genesis console yeah. thing. Like I, you can pick up most of those games on your phone. So the idea that the Genesis collections is kind of thrown in here. Yeah. And I think most of those games are available individually on the eShop already. So it's just mm-hmm. like, what, what's the point? Well, and then the, the, the other kicker is like you, I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. You might actually know this answer better than me. Like, you can't play these Super Nintendo games if you're not on Wi-Fi. I believe that is the case because I remember trying to yeah. play it at the airport before I connected to the airport Wi-Fi, and it wouldn't load for me. Right, it's um, like it's a, it's it's got to do the it's got to verify the license. Now PS Plus and and Xbox Live have to do the same thing, but I'm pretty sure that it knows like you know in terms of when you go to check your subscription, it'll tell you when it expires for PS Plus. Therefore, it's like I think as long as you downloaded a PS Plus game obviously connected to the internet to download it you can still play it if your internet's out for that day or you're offline correct yeah because if you look at your like if you look at game content or like info it'll tell yeah. you when you lose access to that game and that is right. when it, the thing expires uh which is why like the cmos battery thing was such a like yeah thing so for, so for, for a, for a system that pushes and 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 does a great job of being a portable mm-hmm. for the most part like you can't use these features in a portable sense. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, they could have tweaked it, but it's been so long since I've done that. Or if it has to do a handshake every couple hours, I would have to double mm-hmm. check that. Uh, but yeah, that's another thing to consider uh, with this whole thing. Uh, do you see Nintendo backing down on price or anything? No, no, not <laughs> they at don't all. care because yeah. they're going to make money. The crazy, here's the yeah, here's the crazy part is like, I don't, uh, and they don't really report any of these numbers, but when they release this, like it'll probably be trending on Twitter. The N64 and the Genesis controller is yeah. already sold out. Like yeah, so what are they buying that for? Like because yeah. they're gonna buy. It's like you know, I mean, thirty percent of the people bought it to leave it in the box and put it on their on their counter or on their bookshelf. Sure, but you know, sixty percent or so bought it because you know they want to use it and play the games and you know more power to them but you know it is what it is like i haven't seen figures for skyward sword but i bet you that's pretty damn high for a remake that nobody supposedly wanted mm-hmm. yeah no <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll do just fine on no sales uh we uh, are jumping over to the pc side so the steam deck is coming out i believe they're going to start launching or start shipping next some month, of those consoles right. in a, within the next month. It's in multiple waves. I'm curious to see how many people are in each wave. Um, they, they know they're about to get their next stimulus check from the Animal Crossing DLC and expansions of. Yeah, um, yeah, about Nintendo. But uh, for, for Steam specifically, they're releasing the Steam Deck uh, within the next month or two in waves. And they're starting to deal with the thing where developers have Steam Decks to check to make sure their games are compatible uh, because even though this is technically a portable PC, there's still a lot of things to go into it to get a game running uh, or make sure it's compatible. Uh, so Steam is going to actually add uh, different like badges and categories to uh, Steam to let you know if it's compatible. And they're actually going to be testing all the games. They claim they're going to test all the games. We're talking about thousands and thousands of games. So we'll see how that goes. Who gets uh, to be that intern? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <it's- laughs> so they're going to have four categories that every game is going to be marked under. Uh, it's going to be verified. And this is uh, basically Valve saying it has complete system report, comes with full controller support, no compatibility warnings, and supports uh, Steam Deck native resolutions. There's going to be playable, which is like runs fine, but may need some tinkering. 
Uh, the user may have to select the community controller configuration, need to use the touchscreen to run the launcher and stuff like that. Uh, then there's just going to be a flat out unsupported. So any VR game will be listed as unsupported. Doesn't mean you can't try and run it. I think Valve has said you could feasibly connect your VR headset to the Steam Deck. It's just not going to be a great time. And then there's just unknown. Valve has not assessed the game yet. Uh, so there are going to be the four categories to make sure Steam Deck people are not, you know, misled when they download a game to their Steam Deck. Uh, and then um, there, the basically the basic criteria is just like how seamless it is to play it. Uh, does it support the actual display quality uh, or resolution? And then just system support. So they'll also further this and have a great on deck tab on the Steam Deck homepage, which just sounds stupid. But the great on deck part sounds stupid. But like that, that is the badge you're going to be looking for for games on Steam. Uh, Dave, uh, any thoughts on on this? I mean, at least Valve's doing the work as opposed to their other stuff. Where yeah. They kind of just release it and let it happen. Yeah, like them doing the work, like that's that's great. Um, I think that, I guess, again, from a consumer standpoint, I would l be curious to A, if this list is available now, um, and then B, if it is, it should have been available sooner. Uh, if it isn't available now, it should have been available prior to even us talking about this. Um, because even if I see something that I don't, like if I'm, if I'm in the market for a Steam Deck, um, I don't know if the games that I want to play on it will run on it. Um, and then, and then if I do find out a game will run on it, that's a, that's a, you know, game changer for me or like a, a something to make me get a steam deck. I can't get one now. <laughs> so. Yeah. You can't get one. Even if you can, they kind of just tell you like Q1 shipping and that could mean mm -hmm. anything for the most part. Uh, but yeah, uh, they, they start shipping in December. So I guess it will start to see it. We have been seeing them in the wild cause it seems like a good yeah. amount of developers have them. Uh, from AAA to indie developers have been given uh, I guess Steam my decks. Biggest, my biggest question currently would be right now is like, obviously we know that this is a cool system. Uh, it's a cool idea that you can hook up to your TV or hook up to any kind of monitor to play it and, you know, and supports controller mode. It's, it's a, it's a portable air quoted PC. Um, fantastic. It's great, great idea. But is there anything only available on Steam, and, and you probably have a little bit more knowledge than I would of this, um, that is there anything available only on Steam that you would want to play in a handheld mode that you can't get on Switch? Uh, probably 70% of the indie games that are out there. Like, there's still, like, some gatekeeping that happens on the Switch to where a lot of indie games are just coming to PC first, and then they come to Switch. And then you have the ones that are coming to PS4 and PC at the same time. So there's still that weird thing where all these uh, developers uh, or all the platform holders don't consider PC competition, so they'll allow exclusivity for a console that then come to PC at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, and that includes, you know, uh, all sorts of indie games. I mean, uh, this kind of goes against what uh, you were saying, but like the uh, like Hades was Steam, or it was Epic Game Store exclusive, PC exclusive, and it was out on Switch before it came to the other right. consoles. And we have the opposite of that. With like Devolver yeah. games tend to be PlayStation and PC at the same time. And then eventually they come to the other platforms. Uh, so if you want that handheld experience for a lot of these indie games, and a lot of indie games I think will shine on a Steam Deck, that would be like the, the reason to get it. 
Yeah, I I mean I 100% understand what you're saying, but I just feel like anybody that's already a PC gamer does I I I just I don't see it. I mean, I guess this would be a secondary thing for them to take with them somewhere. Like Yeah, I, I mean what would also help is currently even indie games are starting to run like shit on the Switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this being able to run an indie game at 60 frames per second yeah. is a lot more appealing. But than... you can't find it. <laughs> yeah, you so can't find it. Like... Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, you can't find anything right now. Like Switch OLEDs are, you know, kind of difficult to get, but not as difficult as this because only Steam's controlling it. But for the most part, I think we'll probably see less people trying to scout the Steam decks than we were seeing with the PS5s and the the Switches and stuff. Just because Valve yeah, yeah. is putting enough like safeguards in there and also it's a niche item like i don't think mm-hmm. there's a, a mass market for this and i think valve knows that uh so i think valve is yeah like to a, tw- a 12 or 13 year old is not going to have this device at the top of their christmas list yeah yeah no this is so. for a very specific audience that hopefully valve is interested in enough to continue to release them though if valve says by the summer like oh we stop producing them i wouldn't be surprised and then it'll mm-hmm. just be a switch a really cool looking device that can plug to your tv yeah (laughs) uh but that is kind of it for the news uh we did get a game delay um and that is elden ring so elden ring originally expected to release in january is now releasing february 25th they were very smart though when they made this announcement because they also you know said hey we're delaying to february 25th but you can sign up now for the closed network test in november so people were sad. Console only. So. Yeah, console only. Uh, so people were sad, but then they immediately ran to the website to then sign up and try and get into this network test. Yeah. So, I mean, we did have DC Fandom over the weekend. Um, we got a, another story trailer for Gotham Knights. Um, I can't wait for that game to come out as long as it doesn't come out in February. Yeah. <laughs> or March, for that matter. Um, and then uh, I actually didn't get a chance to watch this one, but we did get a, a Suicide uh, Kill the Justice League trailer. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah. I saw that one. That one, uh, it was all cinematic, though, so no no gameplay. Okay. Both of them were... Similar. To, yeah, Gotham yeah. Knights was very similar as well. Yeah. Uh, this one, I mean, they at least showed, like, the full Justice League uh, all corrupted and attacking and looking all evil. So, they at least showed some aspects of what you can expect. Um, I know it was called Kill the Justice League, but I was super skeptical of like what direction they would take the justice league uh but it it looks like exactly what we would expect from rocksteady in terms of like character designs and everything it did dawn on me this past weekend though that they um basically this now makes all the confusion make sense for the years rocksteady was like oh they're making a superman game no 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 they're not making a superman game they're making a flash (laughs) game no, 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 yep. they're not making a Flash game, they're making a Wonder Woman game. It's like, no, no. They're making all of the above. <laughs> yeah, they're making all, all of this, and it's a Suicide Squad game. Uh, so it, it looks like it, it's working out exactly like we were talking about when they first announced the game, that the Justice League are just going to be the bosses. Like, they already showed, like, the grunt characters you're going to be fighting, but it probably, each chapter is going to end with a boss battle that is a Justice League member. Uh, that you gotta take down so i guess like maybe- i hope there's some kind of cool mechanic to that like not just a like a bullet sponge kind of thing or i don't even really know how yeah i don't know i don't know not, not really sure how that's gonna work because like we we're being led to believe this is somewhat of a games as a service right yeah uh 
did they walk that back? I, I can't remember if they walked that back. Okay. I know Gotham Knights. Or they maybe said. not a game. Yeah, Gotham Knights. Yeah, wait, like they yeah. said, no. But um, not maybe not even as a games as a service, but evolving content. I guess. Like, I don't think that you're going to have the whole, like, is the campaign going to be against the whole Justice League? Or do you think that three months or four months down the road, you're going to fight somebody else? And then three months down the road, you're going to fight somebody no, else? No, I think it's going to have a traditional, like, campaign where you are fighting the Justice League. Maybe they add more members to the Justice League as it goes. Because, like, we saw in the trailer, we see, like, the Batmobile, so we assume Batman's in there. I don't think we saw him actually in the game, but we saw the Batmobile. Uh, we saw Green Lantern. We saw the Flash. We saw Superman. So I imagine those are the story ones you're going against. Maybe later down the road, they'll add like Martian Manhunter and they can keep adding to the Justice League. Uh, but okay. I would imagine they aren't going to go the Avengers route, though they probably could. But I would imagine they saw how the Avengers went and were like, mm -hmm. maybe we don't go fully down that route. I don't know how exactly they would want to approach that. Yeah, I'd have to look into some more other interviews around that game again and check. Yeah. Because uh, to be honest with you, I'd until DC fandom is like, I, to be fully honest, I kind of forgot about it. I did too. Um, it wasn't until yeah. I was like at work and then I was like, oh, DC fandom's going on, but I just watched the trailers that matter, yeah. which was the Flash trailer, the Batman trailer, and then the two video game trailers. Uh, I, I was more impressed with the Batman movie trailer. That's what I mean. Flash, yeah, that, in the Flash trailer. Like those are, those are, but I just don't like the, I don't like the new phrase that they put on all the end of these trailers of in production. Like, oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but they, they that did. was for the games and the movies, I believe. Yeah, because I think Gotham Knights still has just a 2022 release date, and I don't remember what the release year tag was for Suicide Squad, but I think it was twenty. I think it's always been 2022 or 2023, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think So I think Gotham was 2021, Suicide Squad was 2022, and when Gotham got pushed, Suicide inadvertently got pushed as well. Yeah, so it's 2022 for Gotham, and then... Suicide's. They did like the similar to like the, what the Marvels Marvels been doing with yeah, their movies of like okay back. we've got movie one two three and now it's going to be movie one is coming in two spot two is coming in three spot we have a new spot for four <laughs> yeah yeah I, I just would like to know what their plan is for how how far apart do you, do you think you need to release these like a year apart right you don't want two six months at least yeah because if, if as long as Gotham stays in front of Suicide Squad, six mm -hmm. months at least, because if Suicide Squad is trying to do any kind of continuous content at all, Gotham needs to be out, played, on sale, played, done. Yeah, I wonder if there so. is any sort of plan for post-launch for Gotham Knights. I would imagine maybe an expansion, uh, but then did probably get into that territory say, i mean they could just do a whole bunch of costume dlc and then little like add another villain and a little like because what were they like a lot of the catwoman stuff and like this like side mission stuff that the arkham games did i think i feel like they could build on top of that a little bit like ten dollar thingies that are yeah. you know a couple hours of stuff to do and and more i don't mean to say this in a bad way when i say this but more junk to find in the open world well, and, and that's what I was going to, my thing I was going to ask you is like, how successful do you think that stuff really was though? Because I never heard anyone really talking about jumping into that post content for Arkham. Uh, uh, I don't, th I think it was okay. And I think it just did better. It just, it just made their game of the year additions look better. Yeah. That's all. Okay. That, like that another version of the game coming out that looked better. Cause like, um, I mean, Arkham Knight, I remember like, I think I got it. I still haven't finished it. I got it on some ridiculous price error thing on a black Friday and did the, the, the amount of like microtransactions like I, I guess that's the thing is like we're so far away from arkham's and you know arkham's uh, arkham knights and arkham city and arkham asylums releasing to this 
the stuff that they released as like cosmetic packages now will be would have been microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they released it more as like character or or skin bundles, I think they were calling them, where you could get like a different version of the Batmobile and you could get different Batman suits and different Robin suits and you know and and that stuff would now be microtransactions. So I'll be very curious to how they you know how they deal with that with the the four characters that are in it. How far in depth they go with the suits, how far in depth they go with vehicles or motorcycles, like, and how they do that. Is that just going to be in the game as microtransactions? Is that going to be in the game as earnable through picking up, I don't even know, stealth kill currency? Like, I have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. and they've been, you know, for the most part, DC's been very, very quiet about the development of all their stuff, except for during these fandom things. And you get this huge spike in, in DC conversation. And then you get the this huge valley for like six months. Yeah, probably also doesn't help that like DC has been like kind of sold, kind of not sold, and all that craziness at Warner Brothers is probably like super interfered with like their game mm-hmm. plan in terms of like, yeah, we think our marketing budget is going to be like this. Let's just hope whoever owns us by the time we need to market this game is cool yeah. with us spending this money. Because uh, I still don't really... And, and they self-publish, yeah. No, and they self-publish, so yeah, or they have at least in the past self-published. Yeah, yeah, because it's just Warner Brothers proper uh, doing right. it. So yeah, I wonder how that's going to shake out because I still don't know who owns DC at this point. It's like mm-hmm. Warner Brothers does, but they sold Warner Brothers to Discovery. Uh, but I have no idea. Are they spun out DC? It's a confusing mess. Or AT and T still owns DC is still on the table. Like I mm-hmm. have no idea what they're doing. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the news. Uh, outside of the the Elden Ring, I kind of jumped the gun on that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Now February is just a mess. And looking at uh, we were talking about earlier before we recorded, uh, just like February and March fumbles in our Discord, like listed out all the February releases and the March releases. To where I would imagine Gotham Knight is probably in that window. They probably want to release that before March. <laughs> it ain't in that window no more. <laughs> I think they they're they're gonna end up doing it anyways, depending on how they want to make their financials look they better put it out in january (laughs) they might have to at this point because like february is dying light horizon forbidden west uh sifu elden ring and saints row and then march is like pokemon gran turismo 7 strangers of paradise final fantasy uh the borderlands game those are all in february and march so life life is strange is in there destiny's expansion is in mm -hmm. there also yep uh there's a lot of stuff so i gotham knight will probably be a january game i would imagine or i hope or there would be like i think that'd be a great time for it if i can get off my video game funk (laughs) yeah or they're just gonna rely on uh taxis and to bail them out through march uh but i would imagine warner brothers probably wants to get that out before the the fiscal year ends uh at the end of march so yeah. Uh, that's it for, for news and forecasting for February <laughs> forecasting. All right. So, uh, what we're playing and watching. So mine is still very short. Um, I've still kind of just been in this, I, I don't even know really what to call it, like a funk or a, it's almost been like a month now. It's getting kind of crazy. Like, um, for me, like I did, uh, get, I, I did get into Far Cry, and the first thing that I realized is that one, like I said, like I mentioned last week, like going through the same content that I played at a preview session is a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, and then two, the game looks so much better on my PlayStation Five upstairs on my big on my big TV than it did on the the streaming service that I played it on. Not that it was anything wrong with that, like getting the opportunity to play that game, it looked 
good on that on the computer but now playing it the final build of the game it's just like the detail work and the crispness of it was a lot better it just there was things that were bugging me i think that were bugging me about the game that i played it when uh and during the preview that um that maybe were kind of deterring me from playing it now when it came out um that are felt like they were gone it just felt a lot more smoother it felt like more uh, I, I guess my character felt like it had more more weight to it and i don't know if that's just again the final build or playing it on you know uh, a fully downloaded version of the game so uh that's that's neither here nor there um so if you if and again like we've i, I know that there's a couple people in the community that have already been playing it but it's more far cry like and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that other than if you now it's getting into the cry. fifth and sixth version of this fifth sixth, or seventh depending on how you classify new dawn um then it's it, it definitely is getting what i would call like a franchise fatigue to it um nothing to do with the quality of the game um you know nothing to do with the 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 quality of the story the the voice acting all that stuff is is spot on um i just think that it's just a lot to, to absorb even for me that hasn't really played one two or three much now it's like okay i played four five six and new dawn and it's like okay like i'm just playing an expanded version of far cry in a different location um messed around a little bit more with destiny's halloween event just because today was reset kind of signed in there to see what was going on uh this game is going into what i was already talked about a couple months ago and um it's going into a a significant content drought for the next couple months like this big long season the halloween event lasting a month they typically don't do story bits during these uh seasons or during these events when they've done guardian games or they've done moment um the summer solstice events and now the Halloween event, they, they typically don't do anything. They are getting ready to release something in December um, for their 30th anniversary. That is also like a, another another piece of paid content that will probably spark a little bit of life into the game. But um, I think that they're for the most part, they're just on cruise control and they're heavily focused on Witch Queen right now. Um, and it sounds like that Witch Queen is going to take the game in a different direction campaign wise based on what they're saying. If they're going to deliver that, I mean, who knows? But this season is very, very, very bland right now. The seasonal activity is probably the most boring activity that they've had in the last three or four seasons. Um, and then the loot just is not as interesting right now. They're relying a little bit more on uh, their trials PvP being enticing, and they've been messing around with matchmaking like crazy for that and kind of really frustrating a lot of people. So they're kind of just in this lull right now that they've gone into typically before big expansions or you know if something cool comes out um i think sometime in november before this 30th anniversary thing comes out would be a great time for them to drop like a secret mission like they've done in the, in years past kind of out of nowhere where something just kind of happens and the community figures it out over the weekend um like that game could definitely use something like this at this point in time just to get the players paying attention to it and be like oh this is fun like oh yeah this thing comes out like next week this new co collection comes out next week or in two weeks so um watching so unfortunately like as i've been doing a lot of stuff around the house and, and and working on the house and trying to get into a routine a little bit of an exercise routine with my peloton um and then again i got sick over the weekend um that's not terribly sick but just got a head cold um and, and that kind of got me off the bike but also stopped me from uh playing games stopped me because i just yeah i ended up watching randomness so there is a on Disney Plus, um, I'm going to get the name wrong because I don't have it in front of me, but there is a, what I guess I would call a modern version of Doogie Hauser on Disney Plus now of a teenage doctor. 
and she's based in Hawaii and her mom's like the head doctor. My wife and I ended up watching like five episodes of this one night. Um, funny show, decent one-liners, gets, you know, so it's a Doogie Aloha or something like that. It's Come something Aloha Hawaiian. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a, it, it's a funny show, something you could just kind of binge through. Um, and then this is where Michael's going to be disappointed in me. So Sunday night, I was watching the Sunday night football game on NBC. Uh, so I had to go through Peacock and, uh, you know, there's an ad. And they're talking about Saved by the Bell season two, mm-hmm. and I actually watched Saved by the Bell season one, <laughs> the the new Saved by the Bell, and uh, it's really bad. And I kept Surprising. watching. Surprising, yeah. <laughs> and I I finished the entire season. I didn't have to go into work until late on Monday, um, so nobody was home. Um, and yeah, instead of like getting off my funk and playing video games, I watched a trash Saved by the Bell show, and I kept hitting next episode and then next episode, and I don't know why <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I I get I get that I've definitely done that before, but like I just usually now fall down like a YouTube rabbit hole of like video game hunting or sport, uh-huh. like NBA season starting. So I've just been watching, yeah. catching up on like NBA drama because I kind of uh-huh. mentally check out of every team of yeah. like the Bulls. So I I get that I get that. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Um, yeah, I did what we did watch. Um, <laughs> uh, we did watch uh, the Ted Lasso season finale for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was, you know, kind of interesting. And then it just makes you realize that um, the the farther progression of how far out the next season of, of something is, is just crazy. Like, I'm ready for another version, another season of Mandalorian. I'm ready for another season. I'm, I guess the Hawkeye show is coming at the end of November, which is great. It's just like Disney Plus is in a lull as well. Like, um, you know, like since Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, there was something yeah. after that. Loki. Look, yeah, okay. So since Loki, um, that was like what mid July, yeah, I think end so. of July. Like it's been, you know, like they're not really doing anything until November. So uh, Ted Lasso is very, very good. Um, I would still definitely check that out. I am interested in seeing. I saw an advertisement for this, um, and I'm gonna get the name wrong, but it's coming to Netflix. Uh, the Colin Kaepernick story of kind of like him growing up. Hmm. It's coming to Netflix as like a TV show, I think, or as like a mini series. So I think that would be, you know, something pretty interesting. And then I'm still looking for, you know, other shows. I think that's the why we ended up watching watching the Doogie thing, um, the Doogie Hauser thing, just because it was something that was on Disney Plus. We watched one episode and we're like, hey, this isn't terrible. And it was like 830 at night. So we ended up watching like four or five more. And it's like 11 o'clock. You can just keep, you know, like there's no commercials. You can just, they're 20 minute episodes. You can just keep going. It's the same thing that happened with like Saved by the Bell. I don't like what they did with any of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I at mean, all. I, we kind of went through that. Uh, like, we've been kind of ironically watching that Netflix show, You. Okay. Which is like the serial killer, like, romance TV show that Netflix does. It's like, oh, what if Dexter was written uh-huh. by the people that wrote Twilight is like the, the vibe I get from that show. So we, I, okay. I, I only watched like the last like four episodes of the season it came out last week and Sarah was watching it on her like off days and I came home and she was like, oh, I'll watch this later. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll watch halfway through. Like, I don't care that there's only four yeah. episodes left. So I ended up like watching that uh, just to laugh at for the most part, uh, mm-hmm. even though if you look on like Twitter and stuff, people take that show super serious and love yeah. those characters. And I was just watching it like this is really bad, but, but yeah. it still didn't stop me from like, OK, no, let's just do the next episode. Do the next and then so many people that are talking about like you had talked about this last week so many people are talking about how good squid game is and then i look at a like a preview or a trailer for squid game and i'm like i don't want to watch that i i, 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 I watched that this weekend like we finished okay. it all uh within like two days um okay. i liked it i think the ending kind of 
sucked for the most part. Is uh, this something I need to watch and we can do like a Patreon episode for it? It would it would probably be interesting. I think you would probably have the same thoughts I had in terms of like where okay. the show ends. It's one of those things where, not to spoil anything, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, when you ever watch a movie or TV show, we're like, that's a good ending. And then there's like 30 minutes more. Uh-huh. That's kind of how I felt with like Squid Game, where it's just like, okay, cool. That's a good way to end. And then it's like, here's here's another uh 30 minutes and then i'm just yeah. like oh that's just a little disappointing advents, advents like the ending almost ruins it the way uh game of thrones ended yeah yeah me and him were actually talking <laughs> about that while we we're playing back for blood uh of just okay. like it kind of was just like oh man if only someone would have been like you found a good ending and then cut cut away but instead they're like we still have 40 minutes to fill and then they kept going uh but it's still i think it's worthwhile to to watch because i need to show. i need to i need to download back for blood i need to put that on my console and then so i can play it like i just need i haven't even downloaded it yet and that's yeah. the, i haven't even clicked my xbox on in in like three weeks or four just weeks. Like, just I make sure I'm, I'm not doing that like annoying dub sub gatekeeping bullshit that you see with a lot of foreign stuff uh don't watch the dub of Squid Game. It's actually bad. I like I messed around oh, with it okay. just to see how it is, and it, it is genuinely actually kind of terrible. So if you're gonna watch that, Dave Angela subtitles. She doesn't want to watch it. Okay, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and then we watch. And I, the only reason I might watch it is just for conversation wise of like, and I I work with the majority of people that are either right now are either 20 years younger than me or 10 or 12 years older than me. So there's really nobody like around my age right now. And it like, that's like, that's affecting it. Like there's, um, and uh, you know, pandemic aside, pandemic stuff going on, it, you know, like that's like, I come home and it, it's, if it's a Thursday night, I turn on Thursday night football. If there's a playoff game on playoff baseball game, I turn a playoff baseball game on. If there's, you know, Sunday football on, I turn Sunday football on. And then it's just on and I'm working on stuff. Like I put together some stuff today, um, and you know, and it just other things as as we've been working on the house, and I just don't have anybody that's like, um, like around my same like when I even when I go to work, I you know it's like talking about sports is just there, and I'm sure I'll just have NBA games on sometimes or college basketball will just be on, and it's just background noise, and that that's time when I could be playing video games, but trying to find like this new routine of like all the stuff that we probably did way too much stuff at one time for our house with like the appliances yeah. and the bike and and you know i got to redo the floor in the back room and we had yard work done and all that stuff we've had going on like that took a toll on us um we actually just drove two hours on saturday to a water park in ohio yeah the angela and i decided like we took owen and we went to kalahari water park which and it was and and he had a blast and we had a blast just going down water slides the kids two inches shorter than 48 inches at six years old so there's only like four rides he couldn't go on or four slides he couldn't go on yeah um but it was just one of those things where angelo and i were just like you know we were going to take him to the pumpkin patch and get some other stuff and let him have some hollow you know some harvest halloween fun and carve some pumpkins but mother nature was like rainy and mud and cold and we're like i'm not doing that with a six-year-old so yeah. we took him to the, to the water park but those are things that are just going on in our lives like constantly you know of, of that are happening that are just taking away some of my time and energy from playing games and then my job is just a pia right now so. yeah <laughs> uh so for me uh what i've been playing is been playing metroid dread still not getting super deep into that bought it today you bought it today (laughs) yes Uh, it's in my house yeah so i've been playing that uh the only thing i can say about it is it's just like after several years of playing metroidvania games it's nice to just have a fucking metroid game (laughs) uh just because you know you see everyone trying to emulate it but only 
Nintendo can put out in a, a legitimate Metroid game. Uh, so it's just it's just a really good Metroid game. Like there's nothing much to say about it. I don't really feel like they're doing anything crazy innovative. It's just here's Metroid, here's Metroid from Nintendo. I don't know what developer actually developed it, but Metroid, I'm just, I mean, Nintendo probably made sure it followed specific guidelines, uh, but it's just... Nintendo developed it. <laughs> like... uh, y- yeah, despite whatever developer actually developed it. Yeah. Uh, though I know there's controversy where some of the developers aren't getting like in the credits or something, so right, there's like some weird yeah. stuff happening there. Uh, but for the most part, it's like, it's a good Metroid game, and that's kind of all you need, especially... I would love to see what like the list of Metroidvanias released since the last Metroid 2D Metroid game <laughs> looks like, because I'm sure that list is in the hundreds right now. Um, and then I've been staying up way too late almost every night playing Back for Blood. Uh, and I there's four acts in the game, and I just started Act 3 because basically every night there's someone who either just picks up back for blood or has been stuck in a chapter waiting for people. So I've replayed the first act probably a dozen or so times. And I have no problem doing that because it's just a fun co-op game to just like talk on the, the, the microphone or just fill up and try and collect cards and just do all the in-game achievements in terms of like, Oh, get there's an achievements. I kill 53,000 ridden, which are the zombies. Mm-hmm that's going to take forever. So anytime someone's like, Oh, I, I want to play with you guys, but I haven't finished the first act yet. It's like, okay, let's just restart the act completely as opposed to just jumping in the middle of it. So I've just mm-hmm. been going through that over and over again has been, it's always, it's always fun. important in a game like that to get that, to get that loop to where it's actually worth the other player's time to help you go back. And like destiny has been able to achieve that division kind of achieved it. And it sounds like what you're saying is that back for blood is achieving it where it's not, it, it is not a waste of your time where you would do it anyways to help your friend. But you know, like the third or fourth or fifth time, you're like, gosh, damn, I don't. Okay. But now yeah. it's like, yeah, no, it's cool. I'll get some stuff. I'll get some more cards. I'll get some more kills. I'll get some more achievements. I'll yeah, get, yeah. Know. And that's basically what it t- turns into. It's just like, I just started to dabble into building different decks of cards because you can uh, just build a deck based on your playstyle you want. Like, uh, if you want a melee focused character, you can get just cards that make you the greatest melee zombie killing machine you can you can create. And then there's other ones where it's like, you know what? I just want a really fast character. And there are like a dozen cards that you can collect that can make your character super fast. So you can build out different, you know, character builds based on these decks. So when someone's like, oh, I just want to run through act one again. It's like, cool, let, let's do that. And also the game is actually really difficult on higher uh, levels. Or like yeah, the that's what he's talking about right now. He said the leap from casual to to veteran is crazy. Yeah, so running through... Or ridiculous, sorry. Yeah, running through the acts over and over again just to get like muscle memory isn't a bad thing. And then also to make sure you just have the right cards unlocked for when you try and get the veteran or nightmare modes mm-hmm. under your belt. Spawn uh, trapping, is that a thing? <laughs> like knowing where they're coming from? Um, so the AI's actually the AI director or whatever you want to call it, that's like the uh-huh. left for dead term, uh, is pretty good at like if you stand still long enough, it'll just keep sending stuff at you. So you can try doing that, but for the most part, what you're gonna want to do is like the side stuff. So they'll be like, Hey, just make it to the end of the level is always the goal. But they'll be like, mm-hmm. Hey, find some specimens or mm-hmm. deliver this specific thing to there and we'll give you bonus points or 
if all four of your members make it to the safe room, there's a money bonus or Mm -hmm. as no, as long as no one goes down, there's a bonus. So you want to kind of focus on the side goals on those lower difficulties just so you can unlock more stuff later. Uh, So there is definitely some depth there. Uh, like is the difficulty changes is that re- reflective in rewards uh i believe it is but i mostly have been sticking with the uh like the easy and medium difficulties just to okay. like level up as much as possible uh just because it it there's a steep yeah it sounds like going going into veteran might be like okay ev- all four of us are playing a full stack deck basically <laughs> like, like you need to yeah. kind of coordinate with like okay you're gonna do melee you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and then just go from there. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's saying that he thinks that you get more points to buy more cards. So completing at a higher difficulty level gives you more points that lets you buy more cards. To yeah. Make it, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so then, no, if they can, like, that was always a concern that you and I have been talking about for months when, when we found out this had a card system of, like, is it going to be able to nail that card system loop and still be a fun cooperative shooter? And it sounds like what everybody is saying as of right now, the first three weeks month or whatever is that it's doing that yeah it's doing it the only thing that this game kind of failed at is like the cosmetics that they want you to unlock uh with points and stuff those are all fucking trash like but they can like i feel like they can fix that they, no they totally can fix that they yeah. can give interesting versus stuff. like it's not fun yeah like, you can't fix that yeah like hopefully <laughs> they're holding good stuff for like they haven't done their roadmap in terms of like when or like a like a winner like a really cool winner event or something yeah like, like yeah. that's what they're gonna need to do is like they're get their cosmetic stuff there because once everyone beats the story like they're, they're going to release like dlc campaigns but okay you need to give people to d- stuff to do in between those dlc campaigns if you want them yeah. to stick around for the next campaign especially mm-hmm. uh the way they have it now which i love is just if one person in your group has a dlc you guys can all play it as long as yeah, that person is the awesome. host have they have they said if that stuff's going to come with game pass as well um no, no, you just need you need to buy the expansion pass uh, if you okay. want that. But Game Pass okay. people just get the base game. But like, as long as one person ha- wants to invest the money into it, they'll they'll be able to do that. But I think they're going to need to get their cosmetics in line in terms of like keeping people interested from campaign to campaign, especially if they're just going to release one campaign at a time. Um, so they they need to figure that stuff out just because. I'm going to need something to do. If they say their next campaign isn't until like January, like I, I'm going to need something to achieve for. I'm going to forget the game and then the campaign's going to come out and then I'm going to have to like try and gather my friends yeah. of just like, you guys yeah. still interested in this game? So we, we definitely need something to like, yeah, I mean, them interested. putting it on game pass was a huge, huge win. And then them doing the DLC, like they've done the DLC where only the host has to own it and everybody else can experience. I think is also a really good idea because like, Oh, this is actually kind of cool. Like the, the guy that there's always one in the group. That's like whatever job they have or don't have that they buy. Every, everybody has this guy in their group or person in their group of like, they buy every game that comes out. Like, dude, you even play that? No, nah, man, it's just sitting over there, but I just picked it up. I was at the store today. Um, so there's always that, there's always that one person in your group and then for them to be able to you everybody able to play with him and be like oh this is actually worth it oh he's not online tonight hey you know what it's fun enough i'm gonna buy it anyway so we can all play um like that's a huge thing and then again i i can't seem to remember but is there cross play yeah, yeah it's cross play so like i'm okay. pay, uh we've been playing with like people on xbox on pc and it all awesome. works pretty well the voice chat's been pretty stable like the in-game cool. voice chat so we haven't had to rely on discord or anything like that perfect uh so so they nailed that if they can get cross progressing in right. that would be yeah. very helpful. i remember us talking about that now yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, for someone like me specifically but like i could see other people 
interested when, in cross progression. When Sarah's doing a Final Fantasy raid, I can't play Mac for Blood. I don't have all my cards. That's basically <laughs> what I'm having to do. Like I'm going to like probably sometime this week start playing on the Xbox, and I'm gonna have to rebuild. Just to all have those a little decks. mini deck, <laughs> uh, and that's when I'm gonna be like, "Oh, the gameplay doesn't hold up because I have to rebuild all my characters." Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's pretty much been it for playing. I'm just kind of enjoying that casually playing metroid dread i know guardians comes out next week so i'll probably Ugh, uh get okay. guardians uh i have that in my gamefly lock list or whatever to where as long as i return my current game they'll send that near launch so uh i'll probably pick up guardians next week through gamefly i have a list of games that i am looking to like try and play like i still want to mess with the hot wheels game and the the all-stars brawl game from nickelodeon uh-huh. uh so uh looking to like utilize yeah i keep seeing like power rangers like fight for the grid like super edition on sale and i'm like huh yeah i know michael's talked about this fighting game being really good and this is supposed to have all the stuff on it i'm like and i think that could be something i could kind of like if i'm I'm gonna introduce owen to a fighting game i think this might be the one yeah they've added voice acting to it so it's a significantly a better experience than what i played back when i reviewed it uh that game I was, was like six or seven years old when my, when my brother let me play Street Fighter. I turned out <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but the Power Rangers game, like I reviewed it before they added voice acting, before they add all the DLC characters, and that was a really fun game. So I've been seeing that too. I think the the Ultimate Grid Edition's like $30, which is yeah definitely something I, I might end up picking up. Uh, but I'm also hoping like, so when I when I see Nickelodeon's All-Stars uh, Brawl or whatever it's called, uh it seems like there's a lot of different like shortcomings with that in terms of, like there's no voice acting. Uh, it's actually kind of a quiet game uh, that I'm hoping that they look at like Power Rangers and see the lawn support that game got. And then All-Stars Brawl will end up finding its way like the Power Rangers game did, because I would imagine the Nickelodeon game is significantly more powerful or uh, popular than the Power Rangers game in terms of like the IP strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like the the character lists kind of leaked for Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, which actually kind of seemed interesting, except for the addition of I Garfield. kind of want that Ninja Turtle Xbox. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the Nickelodeon. <laughs> the yeah. SpongeBob one? No, thank you. But that Ninja, that, that Leonardo yeah, uh, Xbox yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, like I, I, I'm just, I want to get more information on like how they're going to support that game in the future, uh, just mm-hmm. because... Uh, the character list seems kind of interesting. Like, uh, I don't know if you saw like who was leaked for it, uh, no. but it's like Rocco was leaked for it, which just makes sense okay. to include Rocco. Yeah, yeah. Garfield was leaked because I guess CBS owns it and they own Nickelodeon. So Viacom, that, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there is also uh, I forget who else is in there, but they actually seem like they listened for who they're adding. But I think that they're adding like Shredder from Ninja Turtles, and then they're adding like three more SpongeBob characters. So there's hope that they do have long-term plans for this game. Uh, but uh, it's it's on my list. It's one of those games I'll probably pick up on like Black Friday when it like drops to like 20 or something uh, mm-hmm. and then get it from there. Uh, but that's it for, for me for playing and watching because we talked about the watching stuff earlier. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, so you can send us questions using hashtag AskDigitalDays. You can post them in the Discord channel. There's a AskDigitalDays uh Sub, subserver in there you can send them to us on twitter uh, you can send them to us on facebook um just in the in the facebook group or on the page uh so space do, dagu 
So yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, what do you guys feel about remaster slash remakes? Uh, I really don't. Uh, I I really don't care about them as I would rather play them on the original system unless they're expanded or different, like the Resident Evil games. I was disappointed to hear that Sony had bought Bluepoint as I don't want a remaster station. Well, I saw today, and I didn't get a chance to read the article. I was only seeing headlines, but I saw today that uh, Bluepoint is a, pretty much confirmed that their Bloodborne is done. The Bloodborne remaster is done, and they're working on Bloodborne two. That's that's what I saw too. Like, uh, yeah, the Bloodborne remaster because that's just a straightforward port that they can do relatively quickly, uh, as we know. Like with some of these, you know, like uh, the Uncharted collection. So they're pretty good mm-hmm. at just getting stuff up and running <laughs> on, like, the updated engines. Shinier. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, overall, I don't mind remasters, remakes, and I think we're at a point where the systems are becoming more streamlined in terms of generation to generation that, like, that will go away, the ability to cash in on a remaster remake. Uh mm-hmm because backwards compatibility will just become like a, a natural a standard. Thing. Like, yeah. yeah, just a given. Uh, because like, in terms of like, if you look at blue points work, um, demon souls was like, okay, like it, they, they remade it from the, the ground up. It looked fine. Uh, but then you look at like the uncharted collection and I was just like, Hey, here's uncharted running on PS4. But what, where mm-hmm. I think that the remake remaster is important is for stuff like shadow of the Colossus shadow yep. of the Colossus is one of the all time great games but if I would tell anyone, pick up a PS2 and try and play Shadow of the Colossus, they would probably consider that game trash because it just oh. doesn't hold up. It doesn't play well on the PS2, but Bluepoint remade it for the PS4, and now it is a game that you can tell someone to play and they would get the experience that we got on the PS2. Yeah. Or um, Demon Souls. Yeah, Demon Souls to a point, yeah, because Demon Souls was kind of rough, but like I look at Shadow of Classes as like the perfect mm-hmm. example of why remaking and remastering games is very important. Because man, I was trying to play Shadow of Classes on a PS2 a couple years ago before yeah. the PS4 remake came out, and that game's very difficult to to get into in modern times. But the PS4 one damn near perfect you know like, what do you mean you want me to hold up on the d-pad l1 and square at the same time <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> yeah why is this game running 20 frames per second it's like yeah. that's all the ps2 could really do at the time so, uh so um if they are giving like in terms of blue point exactly if if maybe blue point kind of does this every other thing or with the sony acquisition if they're able to kind of give them the the financial stability that they can maybe have a remake team and a team that's working on bloodborne 2 or the next ip at the same time um i would think that that would be potential to be very cool um i think the the biggest thing that you're seeing too now is some of the reports that we've been seeing over the last couple months as jim ryan's been doing interviews of like once a game hits a certain plateau on playstation a sales number that's when they talk about bringing it to pc Mm-hmm. Um, and so therefore, if you're going to bring it to PC, it needs to be cleaned up. You have to make some adjustments to the, to the way that the way the game functions for it to work on PC. And there are certain things that PC players expect, like a field of view slider and, and adjustable settings for frame rate or, you know, or, or field of view and everything else. Like I just mentioned that if you're going to do that already, you might as well just release it again on PS5 just to see. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. You might as well. Yeah. Cause, like, cause it's, it's you the already same. The you're just, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like the, 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 the stuff they release on steam 
or on PC now, and then PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series is all the same. Yeah. Before we used to, you know, back in the PS3 days of the cell processor, you, we used to hear about the nightmare of that. So games were running better on Xbox 360 and then they were on PlayStation 3 because of cross-development of 360s and PCs. And then that kind of ch- that narrative changed a little bit with PS4 because of how much the Xbox One was built with entertainment as the foundation um, that affected it a little bit. And now, like, all of that crap is gone with PS5, Xbox Series and PC. It's all gone. Yeah, you, you not not to oversimplify the work. You take the mid specs from PC and then you throw it on the PS5, and you're just like, yeah. all right, we're all done here, uh, yep. for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no, I, like, what is your, what are your thoughts? Like, do you, do you think like the remake remaster stuff is going to go away eventually, just because of backwards compatibility being a standard? Uh, I go away eventually, yes, because I don't like how far can we go with frame rate. Yeah, no, that's like, a, that's like, we're gonna hit yeah, that wall. So, like, right, I, I think that there are still plenty of things that people would want to see from PS3. There's still tons of stuff that you want to see from PS4, as well as maybe stuff that was missed on Xbox One because of how poor the console sold. Yeah, um, I think for the most part, some of that's been alleviated with Game Pass and stuff. But, um, but yes, I agree with you. Like when we're you know in in the you know whatever it is 2024, we're not gonna we're not gonna be having a conversation about Ratchet and Clank being remastered. Yeah, unless it's, you know, like, we'll, we'll probably still get the, like... unless it's We're not like going to have a Miles Morales remaster. Yeah, the only stuff we're going to hear about are, like, actual classic old games being rebuilt from the ground up, which at that point, I don't even consider them remasters right. anymore. Yeah, because what, what, what Capcom did with Resident Evil was essentially a reimagining. Yeah, we'll see more reimaginings than we will remasters yeah. and remakes so, at a certain point. As long as we kind of go that route, like, I'm good with it. Um, like... And again, the the interesting part is going to be like we've like we've talked about recently, like the Last of Us remake for PS5. Um, if it is a thing, which everybody believes it is, um, is it would just correspond with the the television release. And we've seen with the Witcher franchise when they did the Netflix thing, the huge spike that that game got for uh, for because of the franchise on yeah, Netflix, which is definitely um, why they're considering yeah. doing a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And we're going to see The Witcher 3, uh, I saw rumblings this weekend about uh, it's being rated for PS5, like a PS5 yeah. and an Xbox One ver- or Xbox Series version. Which means it's coming version. soon. And the yeah, so. series is coming back in January. Coincidence? Probably not, but definitely right. <laughs> so. why they do that. Yeah. So I- I'm okay with it as long as it's not just like a, like we said, like a copy paste, like where they're just like, oh, we're just going to release the game again on PS5 and we really didn't do anything to it. Yeah. Or release the game on Xbox, and we didn't really do anything to it. So those are the ones that I have a more of a problem with. But um, even the the I'm hearing good things about Vanquish. Oh yeah, Vanquish was it was fine. Like, and that was just a straightforward like, hey, it runs now, and it's at yeah. sixty frames. You know, and yeah. or the problems like the the one I remember before the problems that Bayonetta had mm-hmm. on PS3. That's gonna be the funny um, thing is Nintendo is gonna make a fucking killing because yep. they're basically like starving their current. Yeah. Uh, player base for anything that can run 60 frames so that hey, here's twilight princess and now it works <laughs> like, ba- th- th- no but like all these switch games like when i saw the trailer for bayonetta 3 i'm like yeah. oh that looks like an okay switch game i wish it was yeah. running on better hardware so like yeah. nintendo's definitely gonna hit us in like the next <laughs> generation of just like oh here's all these games that you gotta pay for again but they're running at reasonable frame rates yeah uh so like nintendo is gonna be probably the one that's gonna people are gonna hate the most but they're gonna buy every single time you know 
they're going to sell 30 million copies for all their games. Here's Breath of the Wild redone without <laughs> drop it or popping. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but that that's where we're going to see like Nintendo. So we won't see the remake remaster stuff forever from PlayStation and Xbox, but Nintendo is going to just run that for the next like generation and a half. Yeah, because they're also the the one console manufacturer that I could see being like. Our games aren't backwards compatible. The new Switch can't run the old Switch games. Like they're the you most... have to put the cartridge in upside down so it won't work. Yeah, like it, <laughs> they'll find a way of like, oh, we reshape the cartridges so they don't fit. You know, like they would do. It's some... all amiibo based now. Like yeah. we only. Really t- <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like PlayStation and Xbox, they're gonna that that well is gonna run dry eventually for them. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, so uh, that's our show this week. So again, if you guys have any. Um, any questions feel free to send them to us uh whatever you think of them just tweet them at us uh, michael's got this ever-growing document that he uses um and we keep track of it if you see any like any interesting news stories just quote tweet it or just tag us in the tweet and we'll you know we'll we'll flag it usually if michael or myself you know likes it then we know you know you know we've seen it so that's you know like we try to make sure that we do that for you guys as well um post it on facebook and we'll we'll try to interact with that as well so if you see stuff that you want us to talk about or you think that would be interesting topics please send them in please send in your questions all that stuff is always super helpful so you can send all that stuff uh the socials uh, the main account on twitter is at digital days pod michaels is at the first mjc mine is at good dave hunt uh the facebook group and the discord server are both linked in the show notes again if you are listening on podcast attic or on apple podcasts whatever they use now if you are able to leave us a review with a rating and some words that is super super helpful uh podcast attic i think you have to sign in apple i think you're always signed in whether you realize that you are or you aren't um, and there's a lot of you that listen on apple so please help us out that would be super 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 helpful um but and then patreon.com slash digital days gaming one dollar chip dar tip jar three dollars gets you access to a private discord server uh five dollars gets you 24 hour early access to the numbered shows so this show you could get on wednesday morning instead of thursday morning and again like i mentioned you get a separate especially like on podcast attic you get a separate rss feed that we send you that, that is sent to you by patreon you can still run it on your phone so if that's something that's kind of like where i already like this way the system works and and i get it i we, we looked into all of that super heavy before we rolled any of this out um so there's a, a separate link like uh, there's two different like on my podcast attic feed i have two different digital days gaming icons um and then uh seven dollars gets you the monthly bonus episode we just did one on the greatest year in gaming um and still looking for other topics if you want it to be like squid game or if you want it to be a show uh, Michael, I think, is just waiting for somebody to recommend some type of wrestling documentary or some terrible movie that I need to watch that he likes yep. since, uh, for us to do a, a show on. Uh, Dave so. watches anime still on the table. <laughs> like, he has to watch the first episode of, like, three animes. is still on the table. Yeah, that's definitely going to be behind a $7 paywall for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, just Discord server, Facebook group, playing games, trying to get everything linked up. I think I do a little bit better if somebody's like, hey – you know, like I want to play Black for Blood. Like if you if you're messaging me, I'll I'll you know I'll be more inclined to to get on if I know somebody else is is waiting for me or wanting to play. Um, you know, I don't do a great job of self motivating myself to play video games all the time. I can find other things to tinker with, or just watch more crap television and fall asleep on the couch. I fell asleep on the couch the other day watching football and stayed there the whole night. Like, it makes sense. Football is boring as shit. Oh so. my god! Yeah, you're gonna go watch your your Bulls team compete to be the sixth best team in the East. Hell yeah! Can't <laughs> wait. It's gonna be great. Um, Do the Lions right, even so, are they even good? Do you even have a quarterback or a head coach that you actually want to keep? See, I don't watch football, so it doesn't really yes. matter if you insult the Bears. <laughs> 
you're owned by a guy that lives in Green Bay. I, that's that's fine. Mr. Rogers seems like a nice gentleman. Like, yeah, you would like that guy with like the man bun, right? Yeah, I don't give a shit about football. Like, I, Trubisky's not our quarterback anymore. Are the White Sox still playing, or is their coach died now? Uh, no, no, he's uh, been reanimated. We actually freeze him <laughs> in the off season, and then we'll thaw his ass out in April uh, when we need him. So it's good. Yeah, that'll keep her from drinking and driving, right? Hopefully, hopefully. That's the that's the hope. Uh, do the Lions still play football? Lions still play. Yeah, we, somebody's got to be able to be beat up every week and make the coach cry and bite some that kneecaps. Okay? You do need someone in last place because otherwise yeah. there's no yep. last place. You know, yeah. Otherwise, people are going to just keep talking about Urban Meyer going to his bar. So. Oh, is that, your, is that that coach? No, that's okay. not our coach, okay. but I'm saying otherwise they're going to talk about him. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. He fondles That might people. be enough sports talk for everybody else right yeah. now. So. Yeah, we got to the dark right. side of football where we talk about like middle-aged men fondling uh, high, uh, college people. Uh, All right, that, that's, that's our show for this play. week. So everyone get out there, have a great week, um, and keep moving forward. Oh, they don't play defense, do they? I'm looking at some of these scores. <laughs> don't be a dick. See ya. Fuck you. <laughs> Look at you taking pers- personal...